Welcome back to College Questions. I'm DJ. And I'm Tarshawn. We are so glad you guys are listening to this podcast. Sir. We got a good one today. It has to do with probably conflict a little bit. Yeah, man. And, you know, Tarshawn, what do you think? Should you apologize when you're not wrong? I would at, at face value I would say I would say you shouldn't if you don't think you're wrong you shouldn't apologize now that I am in a different world of life a different and, and go ahead and explain to our listeners what you mean by that I'm married <laughs> <laughs> I'm married. So, uh, so, so what I hear you saying is the game has changed. You, yeah. Your perspective has changed a little bit. Yeah. And I, I mean, uh, fa- to be fair, to be fair, she could say the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I do pre-marriage counseling and it's always fun. I always enjoy it. And there's this, you know, you know, pre-marriage counseling is great. And I encourage before anyone gets married, you need to find a pastor you trust and do some premarriage counseling. You do. You just need to do it. It's it's good. It's healthy. It doesn't solve all the problems. It's not like you're going to figure it all out. But what it does is it gives you some principles and some things to keep in mind moving forward. And what I like, we use this thing called Prepare and Enrich. It's great. It's fantastic. And w- the first two sessions I do are communication and conflict resolution. So this conflict resolution did you do preparing and rich no i did not okay i went through we went through another situation that's fine that's fine so uh no worries but well then this is good you'll you'll appreciate this then so it has this sheet that says 10 steps for resolving conflict you and i we we may have mentioned this on the podcast before but we'll we'll look at it through the lens of this right okay so and i think i thought this was interesting so it has some steps and i always tell couples like look you're never going to get into your marriage and be like, hey, we're having a conflict. Time to bust out the 10 steps. To res-. You know, you ain't yeah, going to do that. Not, that not that's that's ridiculous. But what I hope and what could happen, wisdom, would be that you can recall one or two of those and it will help you. Matter of fact, like number one is like define the problem. How many fights do couples have? It's, they're not even fighting about you. You think it's about the dishes or what? It's not about that. It's something deeper, right? Yeah. So you got to define it. But anyway, the one of them is. List ways you each contribute to the problem. Hmm. So your question, our question, should you apologize even when you're not wrong? It's interesting because I look at this from a conflict standpoint. And in conflict, we do have a tendency to be like, like, let's say me and you. We'll put me and you in the hot seat. And I'll put me in the the wrong here. So I've wronged you. It's tempting for you to look at that and be like, all right, you know, you got to go make this right. I didn't do anything wrong, which you kind of are right. But what I'm saying is I like this step, that step of uh, uh, list ways you each contribute to the problem, meaning maybe you weren't the one that did the overt act that caused the problem, but maybe there's something you could have done preemptively to help that not happen. Especially when you talk about marriage. Right. It's like there are things that, yeah, OK, maybe your spouse does something that was really, you know, whatever. But I think there's wisdom in being instead of the attitude of, hey, I didn't do anything wrong. you got to make this right of, hey, you know what? If you can come to the table and now I come to you, let's say um, I should probably reverse that and say you were you were in the wrong. 
you did something to hurt me. And, and you know it. You know that. But if I come to you and I'm just like Tarshawn, you know, and I'm slamming you about what you did wrong, you know, that, that's, it's not, it's not, I don't think that's helping anything, right? It's not helping make peace. I feel like that's adding friction. Now there are time and place for that. But what if I come to you and be like, hey, Tarshawn, I know this happened. Listen, I've been thinking, man, here's something I feel like I could have been doing that would have helped us here. So, man, look, man, forgive me because I, I could have helped this. Right. I'm not saying you were not wrong. Right. I'm basically coming to you saying, hey, I'm, I'm putting this on equal playing ground. Because in conflict, let's be honest, man, most times if, it, if, it's, if, it's, if it's one's right, one's wrong, that's, there's always friction. But for the wise husband, to your point, yeah, man. who let's say your wife wrongs you, if you come to her and it's just all about her being wrong, you lose, <laughs> right? Yeah, man. But if you come to her and she knows she's wrong probably – I mean, so it's like, if you come to her and you like, listen, I here's something that I feel like I could have been doing to help. Well, now you know what you did? You just put yourself in, in the same boat as her with, you know what? I guess I've been put in a different situation. And I, I'm a person that I don't like apologies, bro. Well, apologies can be cheap too. I do, I don't like them because especially when I know that you you haven't worked that out. Like when I when I see a a repetition a repeti- what do you, how do you say it repetitive repetitive yeah repetitive <laughs> <laughs> and when I see I, when I feel like you're gonna repeat the situation, man, yes, like yes. um and don't apologize because to me when you apologize that means to me in my mind that's how I take it, DJ, which I could be wrong and I'm fine with that. Um, I feel like if I apologize to you, I'm not gonna do it no more. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna do it no more. I realize how wrong it is, and I'm not gonna do it anymore. Yeah. Now, granted, I realize people are human, right? I realize we're human and. You're, but if you had to sit down and tell somebody sincerely that you apologize about something, you've thought about it, you realize that the wrong of it, and you're not gonna you're not gonna do it anymore. I don't feel like most people are that way. So in my in my relationships with friends, wife, anybody, man, don't apologize. Just don't do it anymore. Just don't do it anymore. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And what I mean by that. Don't say, man, I apologize for that. Yeah. Just be like, hey, man, look, that's me. I, I'm going to take that one, right? And we, like, I, I, I did that. I did that. Admit that you did it. Don't apologize. Admit you're wrong. Admit that you did it. And don't say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I don't like that. I just don't like the phrase, this term, I'm sorry. Well, because, I, because, because you're Because if right. you're admitting you're wrong, you're te- yeah. technically not apologize. You're just admitting you're wrong to me. Yeah. Like if I said I was sorry and I apologize, that means I'm I'm resentful and I I don't want to do it again. That's yeah, the way yeah. I take that. I could be wrong, bro. I'm just talking to you about it. Like I, I feel like how you're I, saying when someone says that to you. Yeah, like if, they, if you if came say, to me and was like, "Hey, Tarshan, hey man, I'm sorry for doing this, bro. I shouldn't have done it. Whatever. I, that list. Yeah. Are we cool? Cool. Yeah. Like I don't need that. I just need you to be like, bro. I did do that. I did, man. Just admit your wrong. But isn't it? Isn't someone saying I'm sorry? And now look, in fairness, bro, that can be a cheap phrase. I like. I, in fact, you know, we're trying to teach our kids this because, 
And, you know, we've talked about how everything communicates words. It, there's so many more things than just the words, like the tone, the body language. Cause come on, come on. Cause say, so, well, I'm sorry. Like yeah. basically like, like to your point, they'd be like, look, this is me. You can deal with it. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Kind of thing that they can come with that tone right. and that, and I get that. Or like, I'm sorry as if I'm sorry you feel that way, but I'm going to keep doing this the way right. I'm doing it, whether you like it or not. So don't even say that. Like, don't don't say that. Just but, don't do it. But bro. in fairness, I don't want to just throw that phrase out entirely because we're taking into account body language, tone. If someone comes to you with the right tone, the right body language, maybe everybody's going to say they're wrong in different ways. That's what I'm trying to communicate. Which is why I said at the beginning, I was like, if, if you're going to say you sorry, really mean that. Like don't, yeah, but but, what, but, but people, how do you know if we mean it? I mean, that's, by your tone and the way you deliver okay. it, and what you do moving forward. If if we go to Christ, we don't be like, "Hey, God, I'm sorry." Well, no. Now you're going to talk about repentance, and you're right. A lot of Christians just that's that's actually exactly how most Christians treat their sin. We don't. They bro. they tell God, "I'm sorry," but there's nothing in them that desires to change anything. And that's what it, I'm they, saying. Essentially, they're looking at God like, "I'm sorry, God. I'm gonna keep doing this, but I'm sorry." That that is exactly. And, and you just nailed a key component of what's wrong with a lot of Christians. And that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want you to come and tell me. And I feel like God feel that way. I'm not going to talk for God. I'm saying. No, but as a father, I think, you know, Jesus referred get, to God as father more than anything. And I would tell you as a kid, when it is highly infuriating, when, when you know, someone just throws out the phrase, I'm sorry, but there's no repentance of heart. Right. There's no, there's no 180 in attitude. It's the same that nothing changed. Right. And I'm like, the whole point is that something changes. Something's got to change. And. You know, as a father, you know that. So I think you're onto something. I, th- right. I think God, I think He does feel that. And so many people just want to trump up the oh, it's the love of God and love of God. I'm like, hey, I hate to tell you, but <laughs> what is the pro- there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to Him. Man, and yo, I mean, to be honest, I mean, yo, well, do we forget this is a this is who God is too, <laughs> right? And, and to God be, hates some things, and He know know you, bro. He knows you. He knows you, right? And He, so I do think that. No, I definitely think, bro. What's that? For, there's another part in Scripture where people are trying to come to Him, and guess what He tells them? Away with the noise of your songs. Man, He's like, I don't want to hear it. Why? Because there's no change. There's no repentance of heart, man. Because they were the fools saying, "I'm sorry." Oh, my bad. <laughs> Thinking we can just throw a phrase out and call it good. Right. That's our problem. Right. We think we can just, we have certain phrases in, in any language, but certainly in English, that we just feel like we can, it's like, oh, this is what we're supposed to, so I'm going to say this and you're supposed to be good with it. Right. Well, I said I'm so You ever had that situation? Yeah. It's like someone's like, well, I said I'm sorry. Why are you still upset? you still upset because guess what? They weren't truly repentant or there was nothing in their heart that was truly sorry for what they did. They don't really think they were wrong. Right. Or, they're, they're only sorry that you feel bad about it. <laughs> or when you say I'm sorry, I and I'm still hurt, right? Like if I'm if I'm hurt about something and you say you sorry, some people think if you if DJ is hurt and I said hey DJ you real hurt like you big mad bro like you say you that way and I come to you and I say hey man I'm sorry bro I didn't mean to do that and yeah. you still mad yeah some people think me saying I'm sorry right there was enough. Oh, I know. Right? Yeah. Well, it, I, I, well, here's the other thing, too. Some people also, and, and this goes back to like relationship with God, but relationship with people, too. So many people want to say the phrase, and, and they may even want to, they, they may even come to you like legit 
Yeah. Like, like however they want to communicate. And that's why I want to be fair to words and phrases. Like everything communicates. So they're coming to you with the right tone, the right attitude, the right body language. You can tell they really serious. Yeah. Like, Hey, listen, I'm really sorry for this. You know, here's the litmus test to know whether you truly are sorry. You're willing to have a conversation after that. You say that because so many people want to say that and then they don't want to look back on it. Right. They want to just be like, they refuse to look back into that which they done that was foolish and hurtful and stupid. Right. And I'm like, but look, this, 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 and I've, I've told uh, the other day, one of my children did this, something happened and they said that. And I said, and I could tell it was sincere. And I said, look, I really appreciate you telling me that now. And Hey, I forgive you. Now you owe me a conversation about this. Because when this happens, you don't, we don't get to just move on as if it's all good. Mm-hmm. There's a lesson to be learned here, and you got to be willing to have that conversation. But so many people lack the maturity to do that, Tarshawn. Yeah. They think they can come sincerely, and they really mean they're sorry. Why is that? Part of it is the pride of our hearts that hates that we're wrong. Right. But, bro, that's how we learn. Right. I mean, look, people, relationship with God. Do you think when someone sins, if they truly repent— I believe part of the beautiful part out of it is, you know, what is the scripture? God is not tempting. Uh, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted, nor does he tempt. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire. He's dragged away and enticed. Okay, so the point is God doesn't tempt. But when they do that and they sin by because they're foolish and were wicked and all that stuff. Don't you think that part of the beauty of who God is is though he doesn't tempt and he doesn't cause people to sin, that that was on us, he does redeem it in the sense that he allows us to learn from it. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can learn from it is if you look back on it, which means you got to be willing to dig into the nasty stuff you did. Wow. But so many people want to just say, and, and then the, and here's what I'm saying, real life, that tension, especially marriage, you know, it's like, so two people have conflict. One person realizes, man, I, I messed up here. You know, I spoke a harsh word. Man, you know what? They come back. Listen, I'm really sorry for what I said. And then this person who was hurt genuinely wants to talk about it. Yeah. And the person who did the wrong is like, well, hey, I said I'm It's like they're unwilling to dig into it. But you got to. That's how you know. That's the litmus test, man. If you if you say I'm sorry, you have to be willing to have that conversation. Wow. But so many people don't want to do that. Bro, that that's a that's a key. And look, I don't have that. I can say that that's easier said than done. Right. But I'm saying that I've learned the hard way. Like, and and I'm saying this to myself, just as much as anybody right now, because it's a good reminder. I, I think there's a lot of wisdom in this. I really right. do. Right. It's a life skill. But I think that's the thing that the next time you mess up and you go to someone, you don't go to them saying, "All right, I got to say this, and then I'll be all good." No, yeah. no, you you got to go to them and say it, and then be willing to have whatever conversation they need to have to make it right. Right, and that's that's something that, and be genuine when you listen it. Right, yeah, be genuine when you listen. You don't you, you don't just be intentional about what they're saying. If they saying something to you, and after you done said, you done came to them, you told them you were sorry. You sit down and have that conversation. Yeah. I believe I I one hundred percent believe that is right the right way to go about it. But after you're listening, there's just some people that are so untapped. They're not in control of that emotion. To it's pride. Like yeah. you said, I believe it's pride, man. And I'm talking to me first, like you said, brother. Like yeah. I'm not saying like 
this is something that I've mastered. There's, yeah, yeah. I don't, I haven't, yeah. I'm, I'm the person I'm talking to. And yeah. I'm saying like, I feel like when you, you say you're sorry, because I don't, like I, I'm a person that just doesn't believe in apologies, man. Like I, I, I'm numb to them, maybe because I've been told I'm sorry so many times. But that's times. what that's the problem. You've been you, you've had that experience. You do believe in it, but you you've you've been burned so many times right. by that phrase and that situation that to you it's it's you're numb to it. It's like because people have showed you that means nothing. Right. So for your world, they got to do something different right. to really show you just that this is me. real. Just yeah, talk yeah, to me about and that's it, where bro. you're there. Right, it's yeah. not that I would say I don't think it's not that you don't believe, believe in apologies. Me, yeah. It's just that, <laughs> and you said that you're being honest. That so many people have said that that you're like, all right, clearly, like whatever that is is not real. Right. And right. I get it. Now there's the other side of it. You know, we were kind of harping on the person who's unwilling to go backwards, but also sometimes the person who's been hurt. Look, when that person comes to you and makes it right or tries to, and, and okay, you get to have the conversation, but at that point, it's on, it's over. Right. You know, there's also the people they want to like hang that over people's head. Yeah. Well, then there's also love keep track, love keeps no record of wrongs. First yeah. Corinthians 13, right? So you don't get to, you know, mention Mayor, but any related roommates. I mean, college students dealing with roommate drama or friendship drama. I mean, come on, we all family drama. There's drama because it's relationships, right? This is conflict is in relationships always. And like, I'm gonna say this: I, I care, I care more about my marriage and apologies way more so than I do friendships. Yeah, and 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 it's just because I gotta. That's somebody I'm a I'm with for, and, forever. Yeah, forever. And, yeah. But, and also that's the one who you're gonna have most opportunities. For conflict. For conflict. Right. The, the people you, and I've heard it said, the people you love the most are the people that can make you the maddest the quickest, right? right? The, the people you love the most are the people you're going to have the most conflict with. Right. Well, generally speaking, right? There are other situations. But point it like that, that's pretty real life, right? Yeah. It's who you're interacting with. And, you know, so, and I always say, I've, I've thought about this, you know, the kids, your wife and kids, they get to see the best of you, but they also see the worst. Yeah. They'll see the worst in you more than anybody else will. And your friendships in life, DJ, and this is just your opinion. This is not something I think is true or is, you know what I'm saying? It's true yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. And your friendships and the people that you know that you come in contact with every day, who do you see as far as sex, male or female, who do you think struggles with that the most? With uh, a like some heartfelt apologies, like who struggles with what we're talking about? Oh, male or female? Yeah. Oh man, I think it comes down to personality. It could be either. I, I think everybody's just on the people that you know, though. Like I'm saying, for me, I think male. I think I, I the men, the men that I know, that, the well, men in my life. That makes sense. I mean, right. I, I see what you're saying, right. but I think, yeah, I mean, a lot of men are shut down emotionally for sure, right? Like they don't know how to. I mean, what does that come from? Uh, I honestly think. I mean, if you just want to get real, yeah. I've, I've thought a lot about. I think it comes from the curse in the garden, man. Because what was Adam had responsibility beforehand? It was good, right, awesome. Sin comes, and what does God tell him? You still gonna have all this, but now you are gonna hate it. Now it's gonna be by the sweat of your brow. Now you are gonna struggle with it. And the redemption of Christ, I believe is that he helps us redeem our perspective on, on response, part of it, right? Like relationship with God, most importantly. But as a like everyday thing, it's redeeming that responsibility. What I'm saying is most men reject 
the responsibility that they have for those things. Yeah. Right. So that, 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 I mean, what does it take for someone to truly come to someone and say, look, I was wrong. It takes ownership of accepting responsibility. Yeah. And what I'm saying is I think most men reject that. Most men reject being responsible for all things. Right. And I feel like that's a fairly accurate assessment that at its core, a man has to be willing to say, okay, I got to own this one. So to your question, yeah, I think it goes back to the garden, man. I really do. I mean, that's, that was the part of the curse, man. And, and that's still as until either Jesus comes back or we die, we'll continue to have to wrestle with our perspective on responsibility. I feel like men have always been in positions to be lead. like, we're, we're taught to lead our house or be the lead, yeah. household leaders or whatever. And, and uh, that's real. And so when you step into that role of, of leading um, natural born leaders, when you step into that role, I think the first thing that becomes very hard, you got to make decisions, yeah. executive decisions. Like yeah. you got to make this big decisions that could cost everything. Yeah. They could make the biggest impact on your family. Um, and I think people, with that said, since we have to make so many decisions, obviously we know we're not going to make every decision. We're not going to make the right decision every time. Yeah. We're going to mess up. It's going to happen. Um, with that said, I think over the time, I think you're starting to see people be like, yeah, I'm going to mess up. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. Not yeah. saying I got to apologize for everything that I yeah. do, but I'm going to mess up. As a man, I'm going to mess up. It's going to happen. I'm going to say I'm sorry for the next 10 years. That should cover it. Yeah. Right? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And I think I think we've gotten so hard as a man. Like, we're hard right now. And if you look at the women that we, that we love and adore, I think they become harder. Yeah. And, 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 and react of how we're acting yeah. since we don't feel like we can be we can we can have intimate conversations. Yeah. Well, and really some men look at that and say that's, that's soft, soft, right? Yeah. Right. And it's not, yeah, bro. No, like it's, it's actually it's actually power and strength. I mean, any any fool can go out and try to hit a wall and break a, you know, break the wall with his fist or whatever. Or, everybody can do that but like what is true power and strength man it's it's the ability to accept responsibility oh sure like there's some responsibility you have is is good things like you know the, your job that way you provide for your family all these things but right. but what about responsibility when you're wrong like no one wants that right? right and that's that's one of the no one wants to own that is like most of the times to the beginning of this conversation it's like well i didn't do anything wrong you you know, me apologize. I ain't doing nothing wrong. It's like, but, but maybe there was something you could and should have been doing. Right. Maybe there's a way you could, you could, you did contribute to this, whether you know it or not. One of the but, most, one of the most impactful people that I have around me right now, his name is Ryan Wright. Um, incredible guy, man, has a beautiful family. Um, and I mean, he's, all like one thing that I, I've seen and I have learned from this man, he, you know, what I'm saying, I, he doesn't know this, but I mean, this yeah. something that I've seen is how much he's willing to fall on his sword. Yeah, right. Like he he falls to himself. He dies to himself every day. Yeah. Like what I mean by that is like within his household, I see where he's taking like some of the stuff he. 
I ain't saying that his wife is just out for him or yeah, nothing yeah. like that. I'm yeah. saying like there's times where I know he's tired. Yeah. I know he's fatigued. Yeah. You know, I've seen him in his house. I've been with him. And yeah. it's just like he pours into his family. Yeah. And it's been the most humbling thing for me because, you know, I I mean, my, I see my dad. Me and my dad have a yeah. great relationship. I talk about yeah. it all the time. But, like, to see another man doing that yeah. that's got young kids, like, I'm getting to see this now preparing for my baby. You right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. my dad did it, and it was me. And I'm seeing yeah. it, and I'm getting ready to be a father. And so to see how he does this, and it's just like, man, like, how do you do it? And he says, man, I crawl into the lap of Jesus. Yep. And I and that's why I, I get alone. I get alone. I have my time. I crawl into the lap of Jesus. He'll coddle me. Then he'll send me on my way. Yeah. And I gotta go be a man yeah. again. <laughs> like, right. and that that's was right. so real, bro. Like I, I felt like that's the only person that people think. And he's always telling his wife, like, how good and grateful he is and this, that, and the third yep. and his kids, how much he appreciates them yep. and adores them. And I'm just like, yep. man, like I don't, you don't see the man today doesn't act like that all the time. Yeah. That, that's an exception. Yeah. Right. Yep. I'm seeing somebody that does that yep. and I'm like, God, like, where are you at? And then it's, it's ironic because I see this brother and then what I don't see in his free time is how much he spends time with God. Yeah. And that, yeah, that is something that I'm not saying that he's a saint and yeah, he will, yeah. he will tell yeah, you yeah. that he's no saint, but he, he will tell you humbly that he's yeah. probably the worst guy ever. And he's nah, not, yeah, he's yeah. far from it. But, uh, yeah, man, but that's, I, yeah, but that's where, no. And that's a great example because, it is possible. I mean, it is possible. And that's where I think I've had this thought the last few years. Like, if you want to be close with God, you got to get used to saying I'm wrong a lot. Yeah. Well, if you're walking with God, you kind of understand your state. Like, you understand. Thus, you're a lot more willing when, to our question, should you apologize even when you're not wrong? Yeah. Not. I don't mean that in a cheap way. Like, you don't take, you don't take stuff that ain't yours. I don't yeah. mean that. Like, you don't, no, no, no. You, you can call people, like, if you do me wrong, Tarshawn, I'm not going to come to you and be like, oh, you didn't do anything wrong, Tarshawn. It's on me. No, no, no. I can say, Tarshawn, you're wrong. Yeah. But hey, let me be honest, man. Here's the reality, too. I, I think I could have helped this. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, it, there's a balance to this. But walking with God and keeping close accountability with God, like your friend, I guarantee you, that's what's up. He knows you've experienced enough with God there. It's like, I ain't perfect. And. I'm going to do what's right, and I think it just makes you a lot more willing to have those conversations and take the responsibility that we talked about. Right. And, you know, that's why it, it's tough because it's kind of – it's a hard – it's not like a yes or no. It's a it's a yes with, with an asterisk, right? you got to explain that a little bit. But hopefully our conversation helped yeah, kind of find a good place. So I enjoyed it. It was good, man. Yeah, me too, Thank bro. you guys for listening in. If you're enjoying the podcast, I want to encourage you to share it with a friend. Let them know. And encourage them to check it out. If you also have not reviewed, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify, give us a review. We'd love to have some feedback. If you have a question, shoot it our way. We would love to talk about some questions you guys have. Until next yes. time, I'm DJ. And I'm Tarsha. And we want to encourage you to stay connected to one another. Yes, sir. To the local church. Come on. And most importantly, the God we love and serve. Always. God bless. Peace. Whatever you want to be, it helps to be well. An active, healthy lifestyle is key. 
We offer tips and support to quit smoking and address health conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure. It's never too late to make decisions to help you be healthier. Call 833-283-WELL. Be you, be well. This ad brought to you by your master tobacco supplement.